This morning our scripture reading will be found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 20, and verses 20 through 26. In verse number 20, the word of God says, And they watched him, and sent forth spies, which should feign themselves just men, that they might take hold of his words that so they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. And they asked him, saying, Master, we know that thou sayest and teachest rightly, neither acceptest thou the person of any, but teach the way of God truly. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar or no? But he perceived their craftiness and said unto them, why tempt ye me? Show me a penny whose image and superscription have it. They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things which be God's. And they could not take hold of his words before the people. And they marveled at his answer and held their peace. The question that was posed to Jesus in Luke chapter 20 and verse 22, Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Was not answered perhaps the way that was expected. And instead of giving a simple yes or no, Jesus pointed out that different People are deserving of different things. He said there in verse 25, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When you think about different people, you think that they indeed deserve different things. First of all, think about our parents. What do our parents deserve? After all, they had a very important responsibility teaching us to train us in the way that we should go. And so we can't help but love them, to support them, to appreciate them for all that they have done. And we think about teachers. Teachers have a big responsibility to instruct their students, to give them information that they can use in such a way to become better workers, perhaps to be better people and to society. And therefore, there are things that must be given back. They have to complete their homework. They have to turn in their assignments on time. They have to work hard to get good marks on their exams. And as they grow up and perhaps become successful, teachers would know that they had a very important part in allowing them to do so. Or what about in a company? You know, a boss oversees employees. He wants to be sure that their business is succeeding as good as it can and thus wants to get the best effort out of each individual. Well, the employees have to do their job very diligently. They have to show up 
on time. They have to work very hard. They have to work together to keep everything running. And they have to show the boss the respect that is due. When you think about coaches and training athletes, you know they put forth a lot of effort to be sure that the athletes are staying in shape, that they're practicing very hard, that they show them what the proper game plan is, the practice mode and things such as that nature. But it's up to the athletes to respect their coach, to try their very best, and to perform to their greatest ability when they are competing. And you know we can compete in so many levels, but also in life. There are things that we have to do with our government officials, and there are things that we give especially unto God. But when Jesus said first, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, you think in the capacity that Caesar was. What was expected by him? Well, as we go to the book of Romans in chapter 13, there the apostle Paul tells us the importance and the place of our government. He said in Romans chapter 13 and in verse 1, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment upon themselves. He says very clearly that we are to be subject to governing authorities. Because they exist as they come from God. And our governing authorities try to help set rules and regulations that would help us perhaps to succeed as a land, as a nation. And if we all work together, there are things that will help us to succeed. And one way that is done is that through Taxes. Taxes have to be paid because there are a lot of projects that need to be completed. There are things that we all need to be in better shape. And the only way that they're going to take care of themselves is that if we help contribute to that. Even Jesus said to render the things that are Caesar's. What did Jesus know when it comes to Paying taxes. Well, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, Peter said that Jesus understood a great deal of that. In fact, Jesus even taught Peter something regarding our taxes. Matthew, chapter 17, beginning in verse 24, they had come to Capernaum, and those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? But he said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? And Peter said unto him, From strangers. And Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, 
Cast in a hook and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Jesus was willing to pay the temple tax. Even though Jesus knew the purpose of the temple, who it belonged to and how it was to be conducted, but Jesus also knew that there were obligations that needed to be met. And he knew that even Peter was subject to those obligations. It's interesting that when you go to the book of First Peter, there in chapter 2, Peter tells us some very important regulations concerning our responsibilities to ourselves and to government. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and in verse 13, Peter said, Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Peter understood. Yes, there are those individuals that are deserving of certain things. There are things the government deserves. There are things that the king observes. There are things the brotherhood deserves. And there are things that God deserves. But going back to Romans chapter 13, in the same chapter of our responsibility unto government, there in verse 6, Paul said it this way, For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. You see words written by Paul and by Peter that together complement what Jesus was saying. Render, therefore, to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Yes, we have legal obligations to God, but he also said to God the things that are God's. Didn't Peter say to fear God? Didn't Paul say here in Romans thirteen seven? Fear to whom fear. We begin to understand that there are more important things, perhaps, that we are to give unto God. There are things that God is deserving of. And if you go back to Romans chapter 12, Paul begins to say what God is deserving of. In Romans chapter 12 and in verse 1, Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present 
your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To prove the will of God. To show what is acceptable unto Him. Paul says, first of all, you have to give yourselves unto Him. After all, the Bible tells us that God has created us. We belong to Him. And the things that we do, the things that we say, the life that we live, should show clearly that, yes, we belong unto God. You know, there were some that were even doing a good job of this. There were those that Paul commended for setting that example. And we find who they were in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, there and in verse 1, Paul said, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And notice verse 5. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord, and then to us by the will of God. He said first they were willing to give themselves to the Lord, and then they were willing to give themselves to us. Yes, there was a lot of work that needed to be done, but Paul knew that first it's up to us to give ourselves unto God. And if we give ourselves unto God, we realize that there may be things that we have that God can use. And what do we have? Some things might be very obvious. And some things may be not so obvious. One thing that might be obvious is that of financial things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, there beginning in verse 1, Paul said, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. Yes, there are a lot of things that need money in order to operate. And as Brother Andy read to us a moment ago from the table, as we begin to study from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, we find exactly how we are to give freely and cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. We might have a lot, 
or we might have a little. But regardless of how much we have, there are things that can go to doing the Lord's work. And with this, God is pleased when we give as we can. As we said, some may be very blessed. Some might have a talent of that. In Romans chapter 12 and in verse 8, Paul said that he who gives with liberality. If that is a talent, if that is an ability you have, by all means do so. But what if we don't have that much? What if we say that we cannot give so much financially? Well, do you remember one individual that Jesus commended for her giving? The Gospel of Mark in chapter 12, we're told of such individual beginning in verse 41. In Mark chapter 12 and in verse 41, the Bible tells us that Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her holy livelihood. Jesus said she had given much. She had given more than all the others because she gave all she had. Do we give all we have unto God? Remember as we read from Peter and from Paul, fear God. Do we truly fear Him? The wise man said in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is man's all. Man's all. To give God means we must fear Him. To know Him. To respect Him. To recognize the power that He has. It is also said in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 21, My son, fear the Lord and the King. Do not associate with those given to change. When we think about God, we know He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when He looks at us, He realizes that we as human beings are people of change. Sometimes we do things, other times we do something different. But there is a way in which we should all change. To change from living lives of sin and begin living lives toward God. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 beginning in verse 1. The children of Israel were commanded. This is the commandment and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you. That you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess that you may fear the Lord your God to keep 
all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Yes, we must fear him. We must keep his commandments. So what is it that God commands us to do? What does he require of us? Well, I believe the prophet Micah summed it up good in Micah chapter 6 and in verse 8 when he asked the question, What does the Lord your God require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? That is what we need to give to God, to do justly. God is always going to do the right thing. And he expects us to do our very best to do what is right. He expects us to love mercy. Where would we be without a merciful God? And the mercy that we must bestow upon our fellow brethren. What about our walking humbly with him? You know, Jesus was a good example of humility, was he not? He humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Jesus was willing to offer himself as a sacrifice. We are commanded to present ourselves as living sacrifices unto him. And in order to do so, it takes a good bit of time. Sometimes people say, well, I just don't think I have enough time to do such and such. Well, God had time to consider us. He had time to create us. He has given us ample time to hear the gospel, to believe it, to repent of our sins, to confess our faith, to be obedient to the gospel, to live the faithful Christian life, to share the gospel with others. But how much time are we giving to him? In Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 15, Paul said, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I could spend plenty of time reading the Bible to learn what is the will of God for my life. I could spend plenty of time in prayer that we talked about here recently. I can spend plenty of time sharing the gospel message with others. I can devote my time to God. But then there's something great that God has given to us that in return we give unto him. And that is found in 1 John chapter 4 and in verse 19. And 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19, John says, We love him because he first loved us. God loves you. God loves me. Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 16 that God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amazing what all things God has given to us. But do we love him and return? How does he know? Well, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. I give him myself. I give him my time. I give him financially as good as I can. I devote my life to keeping his commandments, to sharing the gospel with others, to spend time in prayer and in study of his word. Yes, I must give everything I have unto God. We must give to each his due. We think about all the things that people have given to us. They deserve a lot of different things. But we also have obligations to our government. Think about even more so the responsibility that we have unto God. God created us. He is deserving of glory and honor. Is that what we are giving him today, now, and always? We're about to sing the song of encouragement in just a few moments. As we are prepared to sing the song, do we perhaps need to respond? Do we need to become children of God? Do we need to become more faithful in our giving back to God? Do you need to respond? If so, won't you do so as Zach leads us in the invitation song? <laughs> 